Welcome back to another edition of In a World Podcast, where I, we watch films. I'm sorry. Wow, I'm weirdly like, taking ownership of this. <laughs> We've taken you, like a weird break for a little <laughs> bit of recordings. So I've like lost the rhythm. But yeah, your host, uh, I am your host, Mary Wynn. And as always, producer Adam's here. Hello. Um, and today we're doing a movie that has shocked nobody. <laughs> Because it was directed by somebody who was so shocking. Uh, the Beach Bum, 2019. And uh, today our guest is Diane Key. Is Key? Chi. Chi. <laughs> I just I, asked. This, yeah. is, this is my it's, the theme of my podcast. I always ask how to pronounce somebody's last name and then mispronounce it when it's we It's like recording. asking, it's like meeting somebody and then immediately forgetting Yay. their name. It's just, it just yeah. happens. It's more it anxious happens. about asking than the remembering part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, anyways, you suggested this film. Um, yeah. Did you want to watch it or like were you a fan of Harmony? Um, I've... Um, I saw Spring Breakers. I've only seen parts of Kids, so I'm not super well versed mm-hmm. in in his films. But and he, and he just wrote Kids, right? No, he didn't you, direct it, right? Oh, think, that's right. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not completely sure, but I think you're right. Um, but I believe he wrote and directed Spring mm-hmm. Breakers. Yes, he yes. Did, yeah. And then he wrote and or actually, I think did Matt McConaughey co-write this with him? I Ooh. saw something it's a, online. I mean, on, on IMDb, it's it's only uh, attributed to him. Uh, to Harmony Korine. Harmony but Korine, it makes yeah. sense because it's so improvised in this movie. A lot of it is. And it's so based on, like, partly off of Matthew McConaughey's, like, Vibe. real life, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. those, those stories about Matt McConaughey. Like, I think... You know how there are a bunch of stories about him being basically this character, uh-huh. like, and the, all the legend around yeah. Matthew McConaughey, this freaking like cool guy, like so mellow, like and mellow like, dude, yeah. like almost like the dude, but yeah, a little bit in this movie, much much worse. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so as we mentioned, Harmony, uh, Corinne directed this film, and who directed Spring Breakers. Famously, I've never seen Spring Breakers. I just mm. remember bits of it where it's very neon. Very and like, neon. Also yeah. takes place in Florida. Is in Harmony Miami. from Florida? I don't know. Mm. Um, I could look that up. But it seems to be a like a recurring motif. Yeah. In his, in, I don't know. I mean, I don't it's know. From it's from California. Like, oh, okay. Well, well, I mean, like, there is that, like, lure of how weird Florida is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it makes sense as to, like, because it's also, like, this weird hodgepodge of, like, kind of quasi-liberalism where it's, like, very gay rights, very, like, mm-hmm. heavy. And then there's also gun nuts, too. Yeah, it's also super... Right wing, yeah, a lot of Florida, yeah, yeah. I mean, not uh, Miami, but yeah. the rest of Florida, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of Republicans. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the movie is starring Matthew McConaughey, who is a three-time in a world podcast oh, yeah. uh, feature. Um, go back and listen to uh, Serenity. Oh my god! Yes, 
that which movie. was uh, came out last year as oh. well. And then um, what was the others? Oh, um, Sahara. Oh. <laughs> Sahara. Love yeah. Sahara. Which is bull's gold, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, when did Sahara come out? That was like uh, 2002, I think? Yeah. Yeah. I, early oh, 2000s? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was back when he was dating um, Penelope Cruz. We found, we mm. were talking about that heavily on the episode. <laughs> Um, so, and then also starring um, that's a slew of other celebrities who yeah. just pop in in this movie. Yeah. In- I was actually shocked. I was like, oh my, is that Jonah yeah. Hill? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Do a what young- is that accent? Like that <laughs> a very southern, slow, like. Uh, like New, uh, New Orleans, like. Yeah. I was drawl. like, what's going on yeah. here? But okay. Um, it is a, such. This is such a weird film. I don't know if I like it or, or I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I kind of. So I, I had a basic idea of what the film was about. Uh-huh. You know, I've seen like Spring Breakers recently, and it's kind of like a similar aesthetic, a similar vibe, and similar themes to Spring uh-huh. Breakers, but way i mean if you thought spring breakers if you watch spring breakers it's extremely hedonistic as well but this takes it next level uh-huh. and um i feel like yeah i'm not sure i think immediately when i was watching it i was like what the fuck am i watching uh-huh. and then afterwards after i let it sit for a bit i was like what is he trying to say yeah like what is like cuz obviously he's made Good films before. Mm-hmm. He's not just some random fucker. And like, <laughs> um, and yeah, and I came to the conclusion like right before I got here, I was like, "Do I like this film or do I not?" I don't think I would ever watch it again. Yeah. But I, w- I think that there is some some merit to yeah. this film. Um. In any case, yes. Um. So let's get into the nitty gritties of this movie. Um. The budget for it was $5 million. Yes. And I was like, how? It looks so expensive. It wow. does look really expensive. And they have like every big celebrity. Yeah. Movie. So I wonder if it was just a lot of donations. Like a, like a house was, do- like someone's right. house mm. they filmed in. Or they Airbnb'd it or something yeah. and secretly filmed it. I'm trying uh, to think, what other locations... Where they're besides the mansion, like there was, it was like everywhere. They had like a boat. They, that's right. They had the yachts. Yeah, and everything. they like sh- blew something up at the end. That's right. Yeah. They blew up the, the boat at the. Or yeah. I mean, we don't see the boat blowing up, but they did set a bunch of shit on fire. Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff in it. But the thing was that it's starring Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they pull more money or funding for it? It was kind of weird. Probably because the script is bonkers <laughs> and nothing happens. Yes. Um, <laughs> and they were like, nobody's going to watch. Although, I mean, Matt McConaughey, I mean, I feel like there wasn't much marketing for it at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was just like, it's this weird movie that Harmony like is doing. Yeah. Um, but for the bo- box office, it was uh, $4.6 million. So it's not as oh. bad. Wow. So it almost broke even. Yeah, almost. Yeah. I uh, guess apparently some theaters um, promised to hand out weed during the oh. screening of the movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It did not lure. In Los Angeles, yeah. It uh, did not lure. So some of that money is drug money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Feels right. <laughs> so uh, let's get into our pitches, and I'll go first. Sure. Um, my pitch is tax the rich. 
Because <laughs> like that was my whole thing. I was like, there are so many fucking rich people in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And none of them care like at all. And I, but, and that's like the point, right? That's yeah. the whole point of it. It's like, I read online somewhere that it was that he made this film in response to 2016 and Trump being elected. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be like this fuck you to this dark kind of era that America is undergoing. Yeah. Kind of like if it's going to be this shitty, then we might as well like fuck it and have fun. Uh-huh. Which I'm like, okay. But um, but at the same time, it's like the like your protagonist or your anti-hero here, Moondog, he's like this rich dude. He, he has the privilege and the means to like do this crazy yeah. shit and have fun. And if that's the point, if the point is, oh, we should all just say fuck it and enjoy life while it lasts and, like, everything's fucked anyway. Let's just have a good time. But it's like, yeah, I guess. But, only, like, yes, sure, that character can do that and yeah. he can have a good time. But, like, but that doesn't really translate out. I feel like it really doesn't translate outside of L.A., outside of Hollywood, and yeah. much less outside of the States. Yeah. But. And, like, it's, it's like he gets away with so much shit in this movie. Yeah. And, like, people just forgive him because, quote, unquote, he's a brilliant genius. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's, like, I wish, like, I wish there was a tad, like, more realism in it. Yeah. You know? It was, like, a weird acid trip, but not acid trip enough. No. It was a, it was a stoner, like, comedy. I mean, it wasn't even that funny. So I'm, like. Eh. Um, so did uh, and then so like that was my joke pitch, but my other pitch for it is Moondog and Flicker, who is played by Zach, Zach Efron. Efron. Mm-hmm. Also, like, what the fuck? Yeah, doing a who's also wearing Jankos, <laughs> those, those pants, those raver jeans. Hell yeah. Um, so my pitch is that Moondog and Flicker running away from the law and leaving Florida and finally realizing that. Things are different outside of Florida or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I felt like, I mean, my main pitch overall for this is just that there's some sort of escalation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it's the same thing over and over. He just, he meets these random supporting mm-hmm. characters and then nothing really happens. Like, I guess he escapes, you know, we think that he's gonna, there's gonna be something going on at this rehab. He's gonna go through something. Yeah. He breaks out the same day he gets admitted. Mm-hmm. And then and then allegedly the cops are on their tail. But and so that I felt like, you know, up the stakes a little. And we're like, OK, yeah. you know, he's probably going to get caught. But it's like nothing happens with that. And I kind of like I just kind of wish that like there was a climax at yeah. all because there's there's no climax in the well, whole film. I, like what you were saying, I feel like he should have if he wasn't going to get any consequences the people around him should have had consequences. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. And I and I guess what's his face? The guy played by um the dude uh, what's his the guy who's the captain of the dolphin tours? Oh, um Captain Wack who captain is Wack. Martin Lawrence. Mar- yes, Martin Lawrence. Which um, is his first movie. This is his first movie back since Big Mama's House Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the movie he returned to. What what a comeback! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Although that was the most entertaining character, yeah, I, I was yeah, but um, it, well, it's like so Martin Lawrence's character, Captain Wack. I mean, gets his foot bit off, yes, uh, 
by by sharks. Uh, which we'll get into, yes. Yeah. Um, and that is like the only sort of consequence I feel like that occurs. I kind of wish that some of the people, his friends and whatever, these random characters that he comes across that he has relationships with, I wish that, including his daughter, um, that's like, because everyone is so loyal to him yeah. despite all the shit that he kind of gets them into. And I kind of wish that someone would at least kind of yeah be like, Fuck off. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, maybe his daughter yeah. or something. But, like, but, his daughter the whole time is just, like, yeah, whatever. Seems, like, to not care about anything at all. Isn't really crying at her mom's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. I was really confused by all that. Um, well, let us get into the movie itself. So we open on a weirdo walking around the parking lot <laughs> of yeah. this dock area. Who turns out to be Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And his name is Moondog. Which is, <laughs> again, like a fuck you to everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, and he finds a white cat. He decides to claim it after generally asking people if it's theirs or not. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then Moondog ends up at a packed... So uh, to preface this, uh, dis- uh, this movie description, a lot of like things are disjointedly uh, edited so like yeah. we might be jumping around like a little bit more um so like moondog ends up at a packed club with the cat and he goes on stage to sing with this guy i think it's jimmy buffett that yes. he's singing yeah. with yeah, yeah. um <laughs> this fucking movie and then it cut it cuts between like the club and then him sitting with the cat drinking paps blue ribbon which was another thing that i was like you're a f- he's a fucking alcoholic drinking Paps Blue, mm-hmm. which is so weird. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, I, that's what uh, alcoholics do. They actually drink like those light, like, beer, light beers right? because they can drink so more. They can of them. drink more for uh, a, more, yeah, long, for more long, longer yeah. time. Yeah, okay. Well, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts uh, doing like on stage. Um, he starts doing this sexual poem. That uh, it, and then it cuts to him at home feeding the cat milk and beer and stuff. <laughs> it it's like a real fuck you in the opening. It's just yeah. so weird. <laughs> um, and then like, cause we think he's homeless too. Yeah, I mean, until basic. Well, well, then we get to his like little ramshackle apartment in uh-huh. the Cuban made, and then we're like, okay, so he does have a home, and then we. Cut to him pulling up to this mansion, and we're like, yes. "Oh, he's married to Isla Fisher, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they have Wait, a mansion." Um, they don't. He doesn't pull up to it. He's like calling her. Oh, she right. she calls him. She calls him and asks him to come home. Yes. Um. So we like. So before that, before her calling him. Like, there's this, like, weird sequence of, like, him, hit, like, we see how his life is, kind of, because he, mm-hmm. he's, like, a bum. He's, like, walking around, stealing beers from people, and then he's just living this weird life of, like, just being a bohemian, sleeping with all these women and, like... Carefree. Yeah, like, all these women are just, like, whenever they're on a boat, they're topless for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is a, a Miami thing. <laughs> Because he lives in the Keys, right? Yeah, Which is yeah, an yeah. island off of... Uh, yeah, the, like a collection of islands, I yeah. think, off the coast of Florida. Um, and then... Or are they? 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know yes. anything about yes. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> you, I was like, wow, she knows so much about Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it. So his wife, Minnie, lives in this huge mansion in Miami. Mm-hmm. And um, she like calls him after the sequence of like um, images of how we learn of his life. She calls him and Snoop Dogs with her. I know. Play. I li- <laughs> and I was like, I don't. I, I was just, like, is that is that Snoop Dogg? That's that's fucking Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Um, and like she his name is either Ray or Lingerie. It's lingerie. lingerie and then yeah. they call him like Ray or Long. I don't know. They they have nicknames for him, but his name is Lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I guess he's like playing a heightened version of himself because he's still a musician in this um, role. Yeah. And then like it's kind of clear that she's having an affair with him. Mm -hmm. And um, while on the phone with her husband. Yeah. But her husband lives somewhere else. And it also seems that even in that conversation, even before we end up when before Matthew McConaughey finds out that they're having an affair and all that stuff, it's like this Isla Fisher character, Minnie, is this like she doesn't seem to be upset uh-huh. with with Moondog. Mm-hmm. Um, when she calls him, she's like, Moondog, it's time to come home. Like there doesn't seem to be any animosity in this yeah. separation or whatever the fuck is going on in this marriage. And so you're just like, I guess it doesn't like even before we know that Moondog doesn't really care that his wife is having an affair with lingerie, a.k.a. Mm. Snoop Dogg, <laughs> um, you kind of already get the vibe that, like, he wouldn't care. It's like, this this dude's out here, like, fucking hella women anyway. Yeah. And, like, seems to be so liberal. Maybe they have an open... I have no idea. Yeah. But it was yeah. kind of weird um, because, like... They, and then they throw at you that he has a daughter too, yeah, who, named Heather, who's getting married. And she, because on the phone she's like, "Oh, come home, you gotta come to the wedding." And she was like, "She's too young to get married. She's 16. And she <laughs> corrects him and says, "No, she's 22." And right. I was like, "What the fuck?" I know. Um, I would have been angry. Like, that Heather was, like, just so played down about that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So the whole thing with Heather, I guess, well, and, um, or not with Heather, with Minnie, that Heather, the daughter, mentions at one point, she's like, Mom always, and this is how they try to justify mm. her not ever getting mad at Moondog, is that she knows that he's a genius and therefore he is pardoned for whatever shenanigans he gets up to ever. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently they have a great sex life. So yeah. that's th- those two things pardon him from yeah. all sins. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so the next, like the next day, his cleaning lady finds him on the floor. Cause he's fallen. He's like a total burnout. He like falls on the ground it's like bleeding in his too. apartment, yeah. reaching for a beer. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she finds him. She patches him up. And they like make out every so often or something. They, uh, yeah, yeah. She, he kisses her goodbye on yeah. his porch, or I don't know. And yeah. then gets on his speedboat 
to go to Miami. He's like dingy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where Minnie greets him at the dock, they make out there. And this is where we find out that they're super rich. Because yeah. she has she's living in this huge mansion. And then Moondog's like at the piano playing. Um, in this lavish living room. Right. And then he smokes a joint from her foot. That's right. <laughs> yes. And I feel like it's a piano part. It's like, it's all kind of to bolster this idea that he's like, even though, you know, we meet him as this bum, he's like actually sophisticated yeah. in some other way. And like, he maybe is a genius. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Okay, he plays piano. Yeah. He's a genius. <laughs> Millions of Asians I across know. the world. <laughs> are Different playing. if he was Asian. Yeah. Um, and then um, he, and then we cut to him just eating her out poolside aggressively <laughs> while she's getting her toes pedicure like pe- a, pedicure. a pedicure yeah and there's a maid coming out with a drink and a I, maid was- coming out with a papst a tall boy papst on a silver platter <laughs> <laughs> it's like the biggest fuck you yeah ever it is it is incredibly... I feel like this movie's trying to say, like, these. look at these rich people. They're so ridiculous. But it doesn't really, like, narrow that down, you know? Where yeah. we... If we could have gotten it from the perspective of either the maid or, like, the the pedicurist or something. Yeah. I don't right. know. There was, like, something... Like, an extreme disconnect in this movie. No, for sure. I think... Um, I'm not even sure if he was trying to say... Like, I mean, it is fuck rich. Well, fuck these rich people also yeah. specifically because they're just the ep- epitome of hedonism. Uh-huh. But I wasn't so... Sh- that wasn't... Ex- because he tries to make Moondog likable. Mm. And it's like, he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. But like, he's the kind of person that like, you would maybe hang out with and party with mm. because he's like, fun to be around and everything but ultimately it's like at the same time i don't know they try to make it seem like he has a heart he cares about those close to him and everything but he's also just like but he also doesn't care about anything yeah but i don't i wasn't really sure if it was like so much a is it like what is harmony corinne trying to is he trying to target rich people specifically Mm. because they're not really like exactly the a portrait of what rich people look yeah. like in America either. I feel like it's more the the hedonistic aspect yeah. of it all. I don't I don't really Yeah. I was like is this this film seems like it's trying to be like it's a stoner movie. It's a pretentious stoner movie. <laughs> I feel like trying to kind of be more than it really is. Yeah. You know? Um I don't know, I feel like Harmony Korine's pretty hit hit or miss. Mm. Um this, I mean, personally, I'm going to say miss for this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole time I was just watching it, like, slumped back in my in my bed. And I was just like, what the fuck? Is it? Like, what are we, what is going on here? Yeah, because yeah. the story doesn't really kick in until a lot later, too. Yeah. And I know, like, as we go on, I'll mm-hmm. point it out. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to a golf course with his agent, who is Jonah Hill. Yep. <laughs> Doing that weird Louisiana accent. Yeah. Yeah. And um, his name is Lewis in the movie. Um, He's super upset because, like, Moondog hasn't 
been producing as much quality writing and they end up like grabbing each other's groins, which is a huge theme throughout the movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's there's a lot of it's just really vulgar. Yeah, yeah. it's a very vulgar film. Yeah, And we do get a penis shot. Of Matthew McConaughey. Wait, nice. I missed it. When was that? It was when he was peeing into a, the boat. A, yeah, into the boat. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I, I missed the penis. But yeah. I did see him peeing. I just, I didn't know that there was some front there. <laughs> the movie is on Hulu. So if you'd <laughs> yeah. like to go I'll back. back. Yeah, scrub back. Yeah, scrub back. To see the prosthetic <laughs> penis. <laughs> so at a bar. There's a lot of bar scenes. Like, I a wonder if, like, scenes, yeah. they just go in and go s- and say, like, hey, can we just, like, shoot for a couple hey, minutes? we're with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, can we use your bar? Yeah. It is just wild that this movie was made for $5 million. I know. There's so many celebrities in it. Yeah. They must have been, they're like, we're going to shoot this in a day. If you can be there, be there. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, we need yeah. three people locked in. Isla, like, Matt, and then probably Zach, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg oh, right. is a huge part of this oh, right. movie. He is. Yeah. He's got a lot of scenes. Yeah. I feel like he would cost a lot. Like, yeah. not even, like, Matthew McConaughey's like, I, whatever, this is a passion project. I'm pretty sure they, like, gave him weed and, like, was just like, you could smoke on screen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, is is Snoop Dogg, like, a Harmony Korine fan? Like, is this, he's like, <laughs> I'm dying to work right? with Harmony Korine. Like, how, how much of the budget went towards Snoop Dogg? Right. Yeah. He's I, not a, he can't be... Inexpensive. No, absolutely. And also, like, besides the star talent, it's like the star power, the, the film itself looks really expensive. Yeah. In, in other ways. Like a lot yeah. Of the, a the lot of it looks and et cetera. And like it's crazy. Lighting, um, so. yeah. lighting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I feel like, yeah, I feel like maybe Matt McConaughey had a big role in recruiting all these people. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that Jonah Hill would do this. Mm. Um, yeah. Literally probably, like, actually, you know what? It was probably a favor to Matthew McConaughey that Snoop Dogg, because they probably smoke out all the time. Yeah. They, like, they, are they homies buddies. or something? They I must, have no idea. Because they're like two of the of Hollywood's biggest, biggest like stoners. stoners. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So later um, at a bar, Moondog meets a lady and they end up doing it in the back while the cook is just working. And the cook's just wa- like, all right, yeah. I, this happens, I and, guess. And like people are just like... Just be like, oh, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, and I can't tell from the editing if people are watching them or not. Yeah. Like, but it keeps cutting to like the bar where they were and people having fun and them in the back room. Yeah. It's kind of weird. The editing is really funky in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of, it's kind of cool, but like the more you think about it, the more you're like, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure they were all just extremely high the whole time <laughs> the whole Include, process yeah the yeah. whole process like the writing process very clear yeah, on set editing <laughs> pitching it to the producers and oh my stuff gosh, 100%. yeah percent um so minnie calls um moondog to hurry back to the wedding she tells laundry like and like i'm not sure if he was on the phone while he was doing the lady Cause like yeah, it was just that like, was unclear the yeah. way that it was shot. <laughs> and then uh, he's like driving oh, back. No, 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 he's driving and he's on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it keeps cutting back to him fucking that lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like he's in the car in his Ferrari, green lime green Ferrari, which is upsetting. Yeah. Um, and then he toss like 
he like comes into the wedding with a woman in a wheelchair claiming to be his mom, and then he tosses her <laughs> into yeah. a wall. T- just like rolls her straight into a wall, and is like, "Just kidding, that's not my mom." But it is a real person. It's a real person. <laughs> so it's so weird because like there, it, it's moments like that, and then. Um, and the moment where, and I'm sure we'll get to this later too, but when he and Zac Efron like yes. attack and rob this like other person who's disabled and in mm. a wheelchair, um, that are that really confused me a little because we're like he's supposed to be this character that we like, and yeah, kind of rooting for, I guess, but it's but it's also like I. I don't really know why. Yeah, he's, like, taking... It almost, like, seems like he's taking advantage of, like, anybody who is disabled or, like, who has a lower status than him. Because it's kind of, like... Because he is kind of just taking, you know? He he was a great writer before, but he, like, I guess his own fortune, like, fizzled out. And so he's living off of Minnie's fortune the whole time. But... we digress. Yeah. Um, this movie is about it, Harmony Corinne. Yeah. <laughs> That's I've come to that conclusion. <laughs> I don't, I know nothing about his personal life. Yeah, I know nothing. I know that he. I read somewhere that he's friends. He was high school friends with um, Chloe Savini, and then oh yeah yeah. That's yeah. why she was in Kids. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 That's why I read. Um. Anyways, so he throws this woman into the wall. Then takes the mic from Lingerie, who's the one that is... Um, the uh, officiant? Or, yeah, the officiant of mm-hmm. the wedding. And Moondog grabs, like, starts talking about how, like, he loves his daughter and stuff. And then he grabs the gr- groom's groin and then gives the mic back. And and calls him limp dick. Yes. In front of everybody. Yes, his whole family. Mm-hmm. And his daughter just doesn't... His daughter, again, just doesn't seem to care or yeah. mind. And she's at most, throughout the film, mildly annoyed. Yes. And I'm like, how is that? That is so unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Like, that she's just like, oh, whatever. It's my wedding. But... And my dad's totally fucking it all up. But I, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't mind. And I guess it's supposed to be like, well, we're, maybe she's used to it because yeah. she grew up with him being like this. But you... It, this would not happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you grew up with a dad like that, you would not, would invite, not him. invite him to the wedding. You'd be massively annoyed by him. Like, you wouldn't be okay with yeah. him, like, doing all this shit. I just, yeah. It's so confusing to me. People have cut out family members for far less. Oh, yeah. Far less. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, like, as bad as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Father. Yeah. Um... So, Lingerie gives, uh, like, after the ceremony, um, Lingerie takes uh, Moondog into the back and, like, smokes him out with a psychedelic joint. Yeah. So, I wonder if this is, like, kind of, like, hey, after this, this is all gonna get even weirder. Right. Which I kind of wish it did. Yeah. But we, we didn't really go there. It didn't really get, like psychedelic or anything no it kind of did with touches of it because i'll point it out later but like there were like some weird sound effects that were added yeah like two or three times though yeah (laughs) people please watch this movie and like i i know it might not be everybody's cup of tea but i feel like people need to watch it 
once. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Lives. Like I'm like I'm I don't regret watching this. Yeah. And it was provoking if even if it was mostly frustratingly provoking, yeah. you know what I mean? Or provoking in a frustrating yeah. way. Yeah. Like what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Why are all these people in it? What does this mean? What are you trying to say? Yeah. Was this even worth being made? I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um so he he smokes the uh, psychedelic joint and then it cuts to Heather talking to her mom about how fucked up Moondog is and then they talk about her sleeping with lingerie which is a very casual like conversation super casual between a mom and daughter she's like you're sleeping with Snoop Dogg right? yeah and she's like yeah but your dad wouldn't mind yeah and she's just like okay <laughs> she's just like Heather, the daughter, just seems to accept everything that yeah. happens, which is really the most unrealistic part of this movie. I think it's kind of weird because, like, I, uh, Isola Fisher's character is so interesting, and I think it's because it's her, like, her mm-hmm. acting in it, but it's, like, not well-written at all. Like, no. none of the, obviously, none of the female characters are very yeah. well-written in this movie. It's mostly the weirdo guys who yeah. are, like, Zac Efron's character is just so weird. It was so weird. And what's also funny is this just random tidbit, but his Zac Efron used to date Vanessa Hudgens, and Vanessa Hudgens was in Spring Breakers. Oh, which is, yeah. And it's kind of like... Which I don't know, kind of this, made her big, too. Yeah, it kind out. of was like a, like a... Yeah, it was like a breakout from her, like, Disney... And also for Selena Gomez. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a breakout from their kind of good girl Disney days. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, We're adults now. We do serious films. <laughs> we do serious indie films. That is neon yeah. and sex and yeah. uh, James Franco in a cornrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all the while, like, uh, Ray is, like, showing Moondog his special weed plant, which is called, nicknamed Jamaica. Was like, it nicknamed Jamaica? I just knew. I, I, it was from Jamaica. Yeah. Was it called but Jamaica? I think it was. It was like something. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is like kind of the centerpiece of the movie. But right, right, it right. like doesn't. It, it doesn't comes out once. Twice. Yeah, twice. Twice. Towards the end, it comes out once more. Yeah. Um, and then later that night, Heather cuts the Coke well. Uh, the cake. Not Coke. Cake. <laughs> There's also Coke cutting. Yeah, but. yeah. Yes. But not now. <laughs> um, Heather cuts like the cake while Moondog does poetry, which was a really like good poetry, like about how he like um, cradled her head as oh, she yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the poetry that he randomly spouts, I don't know if sometimes he's like, "Oh, this is um, by who so and so." Yeah, and then sometimes it's his own. But yeah. a lot of the time, except for I think the the the, the, the dick poem one. about his own dick. Yeah. The rest of them were, were really quite beautiful. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, because they sprinkle in throughout the whole movie that he might be plagiarizing a lot of it. So I wonder if he's not actually a genius. Oh. Oh, interesting. I mean, I... Or it's just a good I think, knockoff artist. <laughs> right. Oh, I didn't get... I mean, I didn't come to that conclusion. So I kind of just thought, because there's the part... I think it's only it's only, is it mentioned several times? I think so because like he um he does a quote. I can't remember exactly where he says like a poem and then he was like it's He's talking from- to Snoop Dogg at the wedding. Yes. Yeah. That one is like he pre- plagiarized when he was 
in fifth grade. Fifth grade or something. And yeah. won some award. Yeah. Or yeah. And then there there was another time where he was skating and then uh, someone, a homeless man, like, um, like was like, uh, is that poetry? And then he said, it's some poetry. Some like, poet. Yeah. I feel like, oh, I feel like the only time it's actually directly talking about plagiarism is the time that he um, says that to yeah. lingerie. But mm-hmm. the rest of the times I just figured it was him because he has such a deep knowledge, I guess, mm. of poetry. And he's supposed to be, again, this, like, sophisticated bum who's, yeah. you know, well-read, et cetera, et cetera. So that was my impression. But that's an interesting take to say that maybe he's just a fucking plagiarist. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and so, as we mentioned, the, the seventh grade, actually, he sp- stole a poem and then won some award for it in seventh mm-hmm. grade. So uh, Frank, the husband of Heather's husband, calls oh, it limp off. Dick. Yes, limp dick. Calls it off the hook, which was so disgusting. What did he call? Oh, the wedding. Yeah, off yeah, the yeah, hook. yeah, yeah. And um, and then as soon as he says that, like fireworks shoots off, people dance, mini kisses Ray, like on the dock, and like they were very openly making openly out. Openly making out, right? Yeah. Matthew then, McConaughey sees. Yes, he walks out. And then he says, wow. That's all he says. And then walks into the pool. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, it, him, he seemed, that is like the most affected that Mm -hmm. we see him the entire film. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. That was an interesting moment. I feel like that was a very memorable moment in Mm -hmm. the film because it's the first time that this guy, who, you know, is established to not care about anything yeah. and is super, like, hippy-dippy, like, smoke weed every day, like, I don't care, mm-hmm. like, live life, nothing matters, um, and, like, I'm cool with everything. But he's almost seems like he's not cool with it yeah. for a second. Which is a... I don't know. And maybe... I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing for him to kind of... Eventually... We find out that, you know, he's just like, oh, well, that it is what it is. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But he does get kind of like jealous and possessive about it, too. Which I'm like, this is a really weird thing considering the rest of the film and considering how all the other like really crazy, way more crazy shit that happens besides the fact that your wife is like fucking your friend, which isn't. I mean, yes, that's like a big deal, but it's not a big deal Uh in the context of this film. Yeah. So it's weird that that's kind of something that's even emphasized at all you know what i mean i i i do know what you mean because it, <laughs> it doesn't ever lead to anything he and snoop dogg then end up like meeting up later and he doesn't give a shit so yeah it's like it doesn't ta- even matter they, they talk about it as if they were they had they were talking about a car or yeah, something that which they was loaned. really that part really rubbed me the wrong yeah. way which i'm like i'm sure there are many pe- men who have conversations like this but like it was like really gross yeah. to listen to the two of them talk about how good she is at giving head yeah. while they're on his yacht. Well, and, like, and she was dead at the time. Yeah, too. and she was like, dead. Yeah. yeah, it was really uncomfortable to listen that to. That was, yeah, super uncomfortable. Um, so after he walks into the pool, um, Heather comes out and then they do, like, he comes out of the pool sopping, sopping wet. wet and does a 
father's daughter dance. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was really funny, too. Yeah. And, but, again, unrealistic, because I would have been super upset. I'd be like, yeah, what's... Also, like, yeah, he's sopping wet and yeah. hugs her, and yeah. she's, like, in a wedding dress. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they just, again, her just being cool with everything... But then also being a voice of reason. Yeah. And I'm like, this person is the most unrealistic person. Yeah. And then after the dance, he walks uh, to a bar where he bothers some regulars yeah. <laughs> about how, like, Minnie is, like, um, how much he loves her and stuff. And it's just, like, again, unrealistic. I would have been like, get the fuck off of me. I don't yeah, know like, who is you this are. just Florida? Or yeah. what's going on here? Um, um, and she shows up. A mini who's clearly very drunk mm-hmm. and she's been driving too. Yeah. And she, uh, they, she's like, let's go driving or something. She's like, yeah, take me for a drive. And they're both fucked up. Yeah, very fucked mm-hmm. up. And then they end up like walking and there's this like beautiful montage of him like holding a, ra- a stereo and a song is like playing. It's yeah, the song, the it's song? called yeah. um, Is That All There yeah, yeah, Is. Yeah. It's like playing and they're walking on the beach, talking, smoking and dancing. And they end up like the the montage ends with them like driving erratically on the street mm-hmm. and getting into a, very clearly they get into a car accident um, and they end up in like an amb- ambulance and Minnie gets rushed in um, like Moondog is fine. Like weirdly fine yeah yeah he was like he was just has a bloody nose that was it yeah he's fine this all again it's it's all this like the whole film being like nothing it's just so weird because like nothing can touch him Uh uh-huh you know and i'm and you know there's that line he says he said i think that the universe is conspiring to make me happy yeah and everything and i'm like okay it would be more interesting, though, if there were actual consequences that happened. And he still retained that sort of kind of, like, carefree attitude. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, well, obviously you're going to have this carefree attitude because things always work out for you. Yeah. But, like, if things, if some things, like, some serious things didn't work out for him here and there in the movie, I felt, I feel like it would have been more interesting. Yeah. It, you know? Incredibly more interesting. Um, so he, in the hospital, he find manages to find her in the hospital bed. Before she fucking dies, she says, such a fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she flatlines and nobody rushes into the... Yeah, nobody rushes in. I'm like, okay, she just died. Like, <laughs> hello. We, we hold this shot of him, le- like, going, oh. <laughs> He's kind of like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. But then also pretty minimal reaction (laughs) considering his wife just died yeah who he claims to be in love with incredibly in love with yeah so at her funeral moondog passes a joint as like a priest is presiding over her grave and then he is kind of broken up over the passing but not really not really and neither is their daughter Uh uh-huh Nobody seems to be that affected. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, kind of weird because nobody... Like, again, she died 
on her wedding night, which is insane. Oh, she did on her daughter's wedding <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and like that should have been like, oh my god. Yeah, that yeah. should especially for the daughter. It should be like devastating. Uh-huh. It's like, damn, I got married and then my mom died the yeah. same night because my mom and dad were out like driving drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And um, right there, she should have made gave him the ultimatum of going to rehab instead of, like, just him. It, it almost felt like he was just, like, falling into these circumstances yeah. almost. Um, so he, um, it, so we get these intercutting of scenes of present day in his past. Like, when he was, like, reading poetry to a very minimal amount of, like, participants. Yeah, he's, like, at, like, he's reading poetry. It's like he's teaching an outdoor seminar or something, and it's on, like, VHS. Yeah. And there's, like, six, like, kids in in the crowd, which is really random. Don't really care. Yeah, I'm like, is this some, like, like, you know, it's almost like it's rehab or something, and he's, like, speaking to these kids and I have no idea. It's such a weird weird. Yeah, but it, video. in the video it's very clear that he's sober. In the video he's not like like Matthew McConaughey who's like kind of wavy, you mm. know. It's, but yeah, it's still so interesting. Um and then he in the present day it's him watching that video. And he laughs at himself and says, like, you're a genius or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him just, like, sucking his own dick. Yeah. Yeah, watching his own porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, so on a boat later, um, a lawyer tells Moondog that he's not getting anything mm-hmm. unless he publishes his next novel. Um, it turns out that Minnie was, like, always afraid that he would, like, flounder and never make anything about him. And um, s- squander away all of her money yeah, as well. Yeah, because she knew, apparently, through tarot card Yeah, reading, she got a reading yeah. from somebody <laughs> that's that predicted her death before, before his. Yeah. And so she wrote up this will. Yeah, so, um, like, she... And she was, like, always afraid. Because the money... Her the money that everyone's using is not even hers. It's her family. It's her family money. fortune. Yeah. Right. Um. So he gets kicked out of the house uh, by the police. He's only allowed to bring his typewriter because he needs to write this novel. And he he goes to beg for money from Heather because mm-hmm. like it was kind of weird because I was like, wait, you lived this like weird bum life and you don't need anything. Then why all of a sudden well, do you need money? I think. Weirdly, to lead his bum life, he still needs money for weed, drugs, and alcohol. Yeah, that's true. Um, and yeah, and those things do cost money. Um, although he manages to, I mean, what happens after she says no? Yeah, like, um, so after she says no, um, at the beach, he go he like goes to type stuff up, and he's like on the phone with Lewis talking about like um what he should be doing next and stuff and it's and, and no he's on the phone with Lewis asking for asking money asking for money get yeah. like asking for gigs yeah uh, he's like yeah get me like like gig like speaking or doing poetry or speaking my like reading my poetry at like anywhere a church yeah. anywhere but 
um, Lewis tells him he needs to, like, finish his book. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And this is 40 minutes in, and the story's finally kicking in. Yeah. This movie is only uh, an, an hour, hour and 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And we're 40 minutes in, and we got the story. Yeah. Finally. Uh, some like, semblance. Some of, semblance of a narrative. Yeah, a narrative. <laughs> um, walking around the docks to find lingerie, he, like, he comes upon his, like, lingerie's giant yacht with, like, dudes with machine guns standing outside. Yeah. It was, like, AK-15s, uh, mm-hmm. basically, or AK-47s. I don't know guns, guys. <laughs> um <laughs> They're just standing out, and he's not in. Um, he they claim that he's at, in Jamaica, and mm-hmm. like I guess, I guess Moon Dog takes it as he's with his weed plant. Oh, I mean, I just assumed that he was in Jamaica, maybe getting more of this yeah. special weed. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. maybe I misinterpreted. Uh, it's yeah. it's up for interpretations. I in guess. any case, he's not there. Yeah. yeah. So Moondog starts, like, bumming around like he was doing before, but without money. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, so funny to think about. Yeah, so he tries, like, so I guess he tries to, like, beg for money from the people that he knows. Huh. Um, and he and he says a couple, I think he says, he's, like, just for, like, the, the basic necessities, a.k.a., like, weed and, mm. like, alcohol. Um, but then when he can't get them, he just, like goes with the flow anyway and yeah. is really fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, he's dirty and homeless, but his demeanor has not changed in the slightest. And it doesn't seem like he's going through any sort of withdrawal because mm. he's still, when he's like in that skate park looking thing with yeah. the homeless guys, like he's still drinking. Yeah. He's still somehow procuring some sort of, you know. Uh, alcohol right. somewhere. Some um, substances. <laughs> So he like at that um skate park um he or I think Whatever it was like an underpass. Was. It was like, like an underpass next to the water. Yeah, where they were skating and doing weird random shit. Yeah, yeah. so he he like befriends all these other homeless people and they as a caravan he leads them to his old like the mansion right. is they proceed to destroy the whole house right it was so bizarre and like he gets arrested for it and then he says or they're like why did you do that and then he says because i was bored and, and i'm was like, like okay <laughs> like i mean i guess it's I guess it tracks because he's like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. I don't care about, like, he doesn't seem to really care about money except just, like, the bare necessities that money, for him, the yeah. bare necessities being, like, just substances. Yeah. yeah. Um, That, like, yeah, that he doesn't really care about money besides that, but he seems to enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah. Because he's, like, riding around in that, like, green sports car and yeah, he's which like he's not allowed oh to i have. forgot we're rich yeah and he's like this is awesome and then it's like okay <laughs> must be nice yeah i it's wish like, i forgot i was rich right. <laughs> and then yeah so that, that yeah i guess you know they i feel like that whole thing is supposed to i don't know it's like what are what is this supposed to mean like I'm, he's he comes here and he's it does it because he's bored it's all like it's as if the entire movie and all of his actions are meant to like piss off the viewer yeah yeah, yeah but then basically. at the same time we're implored to like him yeah so it's this really 
bizarre experience, I feel like. I feel like most conservative moviegoers would be like, fuck this film. Yeah. This is bullshit. Waste of my money. But, I mean, for more avid, you know, film watchers, it's like, it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah. But, um, but It kind of has a message. It kind of has a message, but I'm also just like, you're dragging it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like... So the judge gives him two options, rehab or prison. He chooses uh, rehab because he get, he'll only stay there for 12 months. Which is like a whole year. Yeah. And he's really upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Heather drives uh, Moondog to rehab. Before he, they get there, he asks her to pull over to get like his last beer and stuff. And I was like, man, she's giving him so she, much, like, slack. She literally gives him a pass on everything, just kind of like her mom does. But it's weird because her personality, seem, she's supposed to be, like, the rational, yeah, you know, the, the rational voice in, in all of this. Because her mom certainly isn't, and obviously Moondog isn't either. Yeah, she seemed like that kid that raised her parents. Yeah. yeah. So why, at this point, does she, like, give any... Right. I, it's just really, again, the thing that bumps me the most in terms of realism is that, like, in, in the characters, is that sh that daughter mm. seems just, like, so one-dimensional, first yeah. of all. Like, very poorly written character. And is an important character in this um in this film you know it's his daughter she's the one that's like i'm i want you to get better and he's mm -hmm. she's really the only person that he like probably deeply cares about now yeah. that his wife is dead and yeah i guess he has friends that he you know loves but like sees once in a blue moon yeah. it seems like all these characters that he comes across like um Martin Lawrence's, uh, what's yeah. his name? Captain, Captain Whack. Whack. And like even his like agent, Jonah Hill and all these people. It's like people that he sees like once in a blue moon. Yeah. That he like seems to care about and have a relationship with. But it's like, it's also just like everything is just so like ephemeral with him. I don't know. Yes. Um. So at uh, rehab, Moondog meets everybody and he just laughs at everything. So I wonder if it's kind of like Matthew McConaughey. Maybe he's like a functioning alcoholic in that like he doesn't, he thinks it's all bullshit or something. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't believe in rehab because he doesn't believe that he needs help. Yeah. Uh, because he was like fighting with the judge that he like like shouldn't oh he's like if i have to go to rehab there's this really nice bougie rehab in like saint bart's yeah. where like you can basically do substances can you please send me there yeah and then she's like no um you have to go you have to go to whatever local she should rehab. have like thrown the book at him right. like literally but then but then the judge again this is the whole thing with him like being a genius and whatever and being like semi well known the judge is like i was a big fan of yours and your yeah. writing and it's like what like real like <laughs> uh, okay like they, we're gonna use this over and over again yeah, but, yeah. um so she cuts him slack too kind yeah. of um and then um but yeah the, when he's in rehab I, it's like He's laughing at everything. Uh, you know, it would be more interesting if he, like, because when he was laughing at everything, it seems like there he was going to cause more of a scene at rehab. Yeah. But we don't spend enough time. We don't at rehab yeah. for anything interesting to happen besides literally the same night he breaks out of rehab. Yeah. Like, we meet 
uh, Flicker as Zac mm-hmm. Efron's character, who has like these stripes on his, <laughs> his goddamn head, who has like kind of bleached. Like I have no yeah. idea how to describe <laughs> his aesthetic. So his hair, uh, uh, the director, he, he in a Q and A at uh, South by Southwest, he said he was inspired uh, to Z- make Flicker's hair that way by looking at a panini. <laughs> oh my god! Shut and the it's fuck like up. it's. That's it exactly like what panini. it is. Like the, the bread of a panini. Yeah. And the grill like, marks yeah. of a panini yeah. on and his head. Yeah. The weirdest thing is that he constantly has a Bluetooth headset in his ear. That's right. And like he he has like those uh like um what are those those sunglasses that are like only like dog the bounty hunter would wear? Like like, the, a, like aviators? You, they're not aviators, oh. but they're like the the weird like all like, like goggles? black glass. Kind yeah, of? they're they're like really thick black like dark yeah, frames. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, I like Oakleys. Kind of, kind but like of, bigger uh, and wraparounds. I think they're called wraparounds. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. So um, he meets him, and they get into Christian rock of Creed. Because yeah, because he's a pastor's kid, yeah, right? Pat, uh, like Flicker is a prayer warrior. Yeah, yeah. That's what it says on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, explain this aesthetic. Like, if somebody could, it makes sense because it does seem like a like Florida kind of thing, where oh, it's yeah. like this Christian yeah. kid, extreme Christian kid who Wha- loves yeah. lighting things on fire mm-hmm. and. But like loves like thinks that Jesus has forgave him like a long time ago. Well, he says that they're when after they bowl over and rob that um, the man in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. He says Jesus sinned, so like we're all good because which is weird. I don't. That was weird. Yeah. I didn't really understand that part. Basically, he justifies everything that he does. Yeah, with religion. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, um, it was like Jesus sinned, big so. Everyone else can sin too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they end up at an apartment. Um, they party with some uh, sex workers. And then the next morning, like, uh, Flicker, uh, Zach Efron's character, is like dancing with this like bigger woman who mm-hmm. I guess insinuates that she's transgender. I think because, so, yeah. Because she has a deeper voice. Mm hmm. And, um, and he's like in love with her. Yeah. And, and slow dancing with her till yeah. morning. Um, and then um then Moondog decides he needs to go move on and like write some more, I guess. Yeah, he's just like, Oh, my time here is done. Like on to the next. Yeah. It's just but it's just like the same thing. It's like there's nothing like none of these episodes have are of consequence in any yeah. way to the film. It's like this doesn't really lead to anything. Yeah, because he doesn't get in trouble for breaking no. out, like, at right. all. No, not at all. And I'm like, oh, surely, like, this dude, I mean, surely the cops are have to be after him. And then they do mention, finally, they're like, oh, the cops are after you. Yeah. After he gets on Snoop Dogg's boat or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, there's no immediate, like, danger mm-hmm. from that even though there should be like yeah. if he's you know and he's such a like repeat offender to <laughs> yeah. boot yeah 
Um, so he goes to appear to like fish for uh, for his food. Um, he meets up with his old friend Captain Whack, Martin Lawrence's character that we mentioned so many times. Yeah, that's cause, right. Because he's such a wackadoo character. Yeah. Um, he was fun. Yeah, he was, he was really great because he's like obsessed with dolphins because he runs like a dolphin um dolphin tour. Watch, boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um at like his home, he like uh, cooks some dinner for like a whole squid for. Yeah, he the bo- he fishes up an octopus yeah. and um, fries it up. And then he, f- uh, this is where the coke comes in. He feeds his parrot coke. Because- he has a coke addicted parrot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 So Martin Lawrence, Captain Whack has Captain Whack. I guess is like an old friend of. Of moon dogs, and he's like this eccentric, like dude who's like a nom veteran, yeah, and like has a coke addicted parrot, yes. and like kind of lives on his like little boat, mm-hmm. and kind of is completely crazy, yeah, you know. And well, we'll tell you how crazy he yeah. is because the next day, him and uh, moon dog give a tour to this family. Of uh, five, I think. And um, during the tour, they tell the family about, like, mating season for the dolphins. And, like, it's graphic detail of, like, how dolphins mate. Yeah. And then... In front of, like, this this family. Yeah, seven-year-old girl Mm -hmm. and, like, two kind of preteen boys and stuff. So they end up in this area where there's, quote-unquote, dolphins. And he... Uh, Captain Wax like trying to get the family to go swim with the dolphins. They're like, no, you can do it. And so he dives in and it turns out like to everybody on the boat, they were like, no, I don't think those are dolphins. It's immediately obvious when we first like when we first see this, the fins. It's yeah. Immediately obvious that they're not dolphin fins <laughs> because there's three and they're all circling oh, yeah. each other the way that sharks do. Like, yeah. They, it's, yeah. Yeah, so they're sharks. And he, he, like, he immediately gets terrorized by one of them mm-hmm. to the point where he loses his foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's on the boat, and the the guy, I, uh, the father of the family is, like, <laughs> like tourniqueting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. It's, like, shooting out blood. Um, while Moondog's, like, driving them back. And then, like, um, on, uh, like, as, um, Wack is getting put, put into the ambulance, Moondog trades Wack's foot for his hat. Yeah, so this part really confused me a bit, uh-huh. um, because he's, like, yeah, and th- this is also another moment, like, another... like kind of shitty moment for Moondog where I'm like, okay, so you're, it just seems like he's using everybody around him, right? Like he, this is allegedly an old friend of his and whatever, like his friend got his foot bit off, foot bit off by a Mm -hmm. shark. And then he, he's like, I'll give you your own foot. Yeah. If, if I can have your little captain hat, like this little white, like. But also um, why wouldn't the shark Still have the foot. Like, did he bite it and then spit and it then out? And then spit it out. We have, so there's we, a lot of... It's not like logic. it was like a razor or nope. anything. Yeah. I think it felt like maybe it was gnawed off and then it 
he came onto the boat with it, like, still stuck to him? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. But I think that's the least of the filmmakers, like, worries. I don't think they, <laughs> yeah. they cared at all, yeah, about, not some, at all. about that logic. Um, not at all. It was disgusting. Yeah. Um, so he gets the hat. Then he ends up on um, Lingerie's boat finally with him and Jimmy Buffett. And Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> and, um, and there's like women everywhere, obviously. I guess that's the theme, like women as wallpaper basically in this yeah. film. Um, it turns out that the cops are after him, as we mentioned, but we never see any of the cops. Yeah, we never yeah. see the cops. They are never a real threat. Yes. And I thought that that was, like, going to become, like, something that helps escalate the story. Yeah. But it never, ever comes about. There's no imminent danger. Not, not at all. Yeah. Um, And then Moondog gets a theme song from Jimmy Buffett and Snoop Dogg. Um, and then... He decides that he needs to wear a woman's dress to throw the police off. <laughs> it's Snoop Dogg's idea, I yeah. think. He's like, you should, you know, dress as a woman or yeah. cross dress. And it'll, yeah, and it'll throw off the police. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Moondog and uh, uh, Lingerie, like, head into the city to get some more weed. Um, but the police are coming. And they take all the weed and they were like, oh, it's because we were high that this idea would work. That was the reason why it, it fell apart quite quickly. Um, so they take all the weed and uh, Moondog and put him in like this uh, helicopter thing. Uh, no, they put it in like a car. No, was it a car? Remember? Oh, yeah. They truck and then the... There's like a Rasta truck yes. with all of Snoop's like Rasta posse friends. Yeah. And they throw all the weed into that truck and then drive away. And then he puts Matt McConaughey on the, like, yes. little, um, um, what like, are those, like, those, like, those seabirds or, like, the... Oh, like a ski-doo? Yeah. yeah. No. Like a jet ski? Like, no, no, no. no. Like a, um, it's like a Cessna on the water. Yeah. It's like those Like those, those planes, planes, those water planes that oh, do yeah, water yeah. landings. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Water, one of those, whatever yeah. those things are. And so the pilot is a blind man. Hydroplane. Yes, a hydroplane. Something like uh, that. So the pilot of the plane is Basically blind. blind. He yes. has glaucoma, severe yeah. glaucoma. <laughs> he says that he's 95% blind. Yeah, he's a Rasta who is blind. Yes. And he, but he, when he smokes weed, he can get you to the destination. <laughs> it is... So weird. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. Yeah, these are like the stoner comedy yeah, parts. Yeah, it, it definitely right? is. Like, yeah. Like um, it's those moments. Yeah. So they go to Key, Key West where, um, and then they walk down the street with a wheelbarrow full of weed. Mm -hmm. Everyone's calling out to Moondog. Everyone knows him there. And they finally make it to his boathouse. Um, and this whole time he's been writing. He's been writing, yeah, smoking and sexing. That's yeah. his, all he's been doing. And he finished. He finally finishes his novel called The Beach Bum. That's so bad. <laughs> oh boy, that's really bad. So, it, <laughs> I think it's insinuating that the movie is based on the book, and like each part is like poems. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 
Also, I'm like, like, what? I guess it's just like there's nothing that like actually causes him to write and finish this yeah. book. It's not like he's there's just random shots throughout this latter half of this mm-hmm. film of him typing on his typewriter in between like scenes of him doing crazy shit. Yeah. It's just really random. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he finished his book. <laughs> okay. And he carries around his the pages of his book yes. in this like sack that he's that's like slung over his shoulder the entire movie. None of the pages flew away. None of the pages flew away. Yeah. Exactly. That's also what I thought. I was like, none of the pages are lost. None of them are like either like flickering or like anything. There was just no danger to his writing. There's at no all. danger to his entire life, even though it is like steeped in danger. Yes. Um, so uh, after he writes the book, he gets in. Uh, he gets interviewed. He talks about being so happy and so f- like how his life is so much fun. And then what you were saying that uh, the universe is conspiring to make him like happy. happy. Yeah. Um, and then his new book is a masterpiece, and it's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, yes, it becomes a Pulitzer Prize winner. And yes, that, I'm like, like. What? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, are you? The universe is conspiring to make him to happy. Ma- make him happy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think he just doesn't want to be happy. Yeah. No, maybe. No, but he, but he is so, he's so happy regardless yes. of anything in, in ever. In spite of everything. In spite of everything. Like, he's happy when he's home. Does he acts the same way? His demeanor is the exact same mm. when he has money and everything as when he was homeless and didn't have any money. And to be honest, his existence didn't change. Like, it didn't differ that much from when he was, like, quote-unquote cut off. Yeah. Right? Like, him being cut off didn't seem to have any effect on, like, how he, like, lived his life. No. Because he was still drinking and he was still smoking, except for, like, his fucking hygiene because... Like Snoop Dogg calls out how dirty he is before he gets on the yacht. And he's yeah. Like, but besides that, truly, I'm like him being cut off. There's no his life didn't seem to change that much mm-hmm. except for the fact that I mean, he always had a home to go back to. He had that place in the Key West, apparently. Yeah. So he's really not homeless. But he was like fucking around in Miami for the entire film. Yeah. Um, being homeless. Yeah. And even though he's not fucking homeless. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and and so I'm like, what is the actual impetus that drives him to write this book then if nothing matters to him? If yeah. the money doesn't seem to matter to you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we saw more of a downfall, like, in the movie, if there was more of an arc period, yeah, <laughs> like, it maybe would have made more sense. It would have been a little more gripping, too, because, like... You kind of, like, you do end up, like, kind of caring about him. Because, like, yeah. uh, the whole time I was, like, kind of, like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Right. Like, I was waiting for it, and it never happened. There's no twist. Mm-mm. There's, like, everything is, like, ev- nothing matters yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, because, like, the whole time, because he kind of is right, too, because his daughter gets a divorce at the end. Yeah. And from Limp Dick. And then, yeah. And then he gets his money. And what he does with it really, like, is very, like, 
okay, what was the point of it? So, so again, the whole thing doesn't matter because he takes the money that he, he he's inherited all in cash, puts it on a sailboat, and then lights it on fire. <laughs> yeah. He basically... Yeah, see, he asks for the fifty million in cash. Uh-huh. Asks the lawyer to send it. Buy. Asks the lawyer, um, to buy him a nice sailboat and sail all of his cash. Put all the cash, all fifty million, on the sailboat and sail it down to Key West, where he is. Mm. And uh, and that's and oh, and then he uses some of that money to put on like. This the grand spectacle. spectacle fireworks show. A celebration um, for his wealth, basically. A celebration for also for his wife, I think. Oh. Okay. He's like, Oh, this is for Minnie. Okay. Or that's her name, right? Minnie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna put on this like big ass fireworks show for everybody. And then he's like on his boat and then just lights all of the money on fire. Yeah. And and then it explodes, it but explodes. he gets away and then just drifts off into the ocean. He's laughing as he, like, as he, like, <laughs> drives away or, yeah, drives away from the yacht. Yeah. Uh, on his dinghy, the same one that he drove from Key West <laughs> to his mansion in Miami with. And, uh, and then, and yeah, then, and he's just laughing and he's like, oh, like, and then there's, like, I think dollar it, bills on fire, yes. like floating down from the sky, and people are like, Grabbing it's supposed at to be it. this like symbolic fucking scene. Yeah, where they're like, it's like more concerned with the money than the person who was on the boat. And but they're all like, like grabbing, they're all grasping for like bills that are on fire yeah. and that are burning. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be like fucking symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <okay>. So, <laughs> like, it ends on like the old VHS footage of Moondog saying that's great poetry. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, Harmony Corinne like is sucking himself off. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm like that it was just like oh, this movie I mean thinks it's so much profound, oh, right. much yeah. more profound than it really is. Yeah. Um there is some artistic merit to it. Mm. Not a lot, mm. and it yeah, and it thinks it's a lot more yeah than it really is. Um, okay, some fun performances, yeah, but, you know, great performances and like some odd cameos popping in. Fun cameos, <laughs> at least you like you're like, oh, that's that person. <laughs> um, that's Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it's like total A list cast. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let us take a break. Hero World Podcast. He almost ruined the whole day. Don't say that. No, it was fun. He's fucked up, Mom. It's just Moondog. Don't make excuses for him. You just kind of have to accept that he's he's from another dimension. He really is. And you have to love him for it. I do. You and Limpdick are going to have to accept that. (laughs) No, but I do think Moondog's mother coddled him way too much. I've told her this before. I mean... He wore a diaper until he was eight. <laughs> Honestly, I think she put brandy in his little bottle. <laughs> and welcome back. That was a much-needed break. It was <laughs> such a wild film. It was. I relived it, it just it, now. I feel like it It should have been way wilder because it wasn't as wild as, like... Because nothing happens to Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens to him. Like... Everything and nothing happens yes. to him. 
Yeah, we're getting worked up. Yeah, but we're getting a little worked up. Um, let a, at this point we do our trailers and let me get. I'll, I'll go first. In a world where there are just people rampaging and ruining the environment, including exploding their own fucking yachts with money. Money that should be going to the government programs that support people. This is a movie about taxing the fucking rich. <laughs> the ones that live in fucking mansions that like are just huge and just have grand pianos everywhere. And then some rich asshole who thinks they're a poet uh, a poet or whatever, but I'm pretty sure is a like is plagiarizing most of the time. Who's trucking off to everybody in everybody's faces because he's so cool and he's so mellow. He's so down to earth because he drinks Paps Blue Ribbon and smokes weed and doesn't shower. This is the Beach Club. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, in a world where only a person like Harmony Corinne <laughs> could have made this movie, Harmony Corinne essentially gets high and sucks himself off via Matthew McConaughey <laughs> for the entirety of this movie and is veiled in this faux profoundness the entire time. And some cool cinematography here and there, visually and aesthetically appealing, yeah. sure. Um, but besides that, isn't saying much and is made by a rich guy about rich people being hedonistic, maybe with a message of telling people fuck it we ball but nobody <laughs> can do that unless you're already balling <laughs> that is the big one yeah <laughs> balling yeah you can't ball unless you got a ball yeah <laughs> you, you there's like the whole like he's has everything he needs the whole time it's yeah. like he's never going to be in trouble even if he's homeless it's like he can still go to Snoop Dogg yeah. and his, you know, daughter and people who are just endlessly forgiving, apparently, which is not a world we live yeah. in. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, so we've come to a close. Do you have anything to plug? Social media, etc.? No social media plugs. Okay. Not today. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, anyways, I do have a bunch of social media that people can follow. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at MaryHBWin. Um, you can follow the show. Everything's on our website at innerworldpod.com. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, and we're into uh, 2020. I'm going to keep on talking about it. Fucking vote. This movie should yep. be a symbol of going out to vote. Because- and Harmony Corinne made this movie in response to the Trumpian era. Yeah. So please so. go out and vote or else... We're going to see a lot more Peach Bum. <laughs> yeah. Um, next week, we have nothing on our slate. Nothing yet. <laughs> nothing yet. But you'll see it on our our, our uh, social media, etc. Okay. Anyways, have a good night. In a world.
Podcast.